Hello and welcome to the Undead Wookiee Podcast. This is a bonus episode. On this episode, I sit down with Anna Dixon and Eve Oliver from over at Real Horror, and here we're talking about their upcoming project, Witch Trial. Now, if you guys are interested in helping out and supporting in any way, pop on over to Indiegogo and see how you guys can be part of the project. Okay, without further ado, let's get to the conversation. And we are back, ladies and gentlemen, and I am joined by two very, very special guests. The one, the only, Miss Eve Oliver, who thought that she had escaped, but no, we dragged her back for another episode sooner rather than (laughs) later, because she thought she'd got out, but nobody gets away that easily. And making her debut, I suppose, on The Undead Wookiee, the one, the only... This is Anna Dixon. How the devil are you, Anna? I'm good. I'm good. I feel like I've heard about you through osmosis all the time. <laughs> well, to I've be fair. conversations, but yeah, I've never yeah. been in. To be fair, I'm usually just, me and your husband are just wittering away about random, usually just random 90s horror. That doesn't or... sound like him at all. <laughs> 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 yes so yeah so it is finally nice to have a proper conversation not just sort of yeah, you know, yeah. Me kidnapping you eyebrow, eh? yeah absolutely with a bit of depth you know what I mean? yes now you guys have got a very exciting project and i'm really 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 excited to talk about this um is you've just launched your an indiegogo campaign um for an upcoming short possible feature um come on before i completely butcher any kind of synopsis or anything else come on guys. what are we what is what is the project that are all about right so this is a it's hopefully going to be a short film but if we raise i think it's over twenty five thousand pounds um which would be massive and is very very optimistic but we'll go there um we will turn it into a feature film and it is uh, called witch trial and it is all about um a woman called isabel gaudi who um if you know anything about the witch trials of sort of the 15th 16th hundreds uh, she's one of the most well-known scottish witches um in inverted commas um and she's just absolutely fascinating and we were sort of chatting about her we had a podcast called real horror um, and we were chatting about her and talking about her story. And we were just, we need to tell her story. And um, that's what the film's going to be about. It's going to be her story. And yeah, hopefully kind of getting inside the head of Isabel Gaudi a little bit. Awesome. I mean, that is an amazing period of history. It's mm-hmm. such a fascinating period of history. And the, the sort of the 17th century witch trials are just fantastic. So she's, I'm just trying to cast my brain back here. James, the... It- James the first yeah, comes yeah. to come, comes to the throne just before, um, mm-hmm. and of course he wrote demonology. He went to Germany. He, yeah. went, to, he went to Europe and and saw how other people were killing witches and were like, yes, I need more witch death. Um, <laughs> and then so he came back, did loads, really loads, really quickly. Yeah, um, well, he was convinced that a witch tried to kill him. Um, he, I think he and many other monarchs were quite mad. Yeah, um, he sort of, because um, his mother was Mary, Queen of Scots. Mm-hmm. And 
she slightly barking as well. Yeah. Um, but people also mix her up with Mary Tudor, who was also barking. Um, um, the technical historical term, barking. Yeah. Because um, she was. Yeah, yeah, the scientific term, isn't it? Yes, yes, yes. Um, uh, Mary, Mary, quite contrary. How does your garden grow? Uh, was Mary Tudor. Yeah, yeah, Mary, not Mary Tudor, oh. because people mix the two of them up. Mary Tudor was um, Mary, Mary, quite contrary. How does your garden grow? With silver bells and cockle shells and all the pretty maids in a row. Well, that yeah. was that nursery rhyme was a bit of a slander against her. Um, quite contrary because of her, because she was quite known for losing her shit regularly. Um, and the pretty maids in a row was all about her children that had died. Um, she was stillborn. Um, and how did your garden grow was all about obviously talking about her, her innards. And we sing that to children. That's quite a burn, isn't it? Yeah, it is. <laughs> like, you know. There's way there's there's ways to pick on people. Yeah. <laughs> say, ha dead children. That's not the way. That's not. But like Mary Queen of Scots, obviously was absolutely bonkers. Yeah. As well, she could really, really, and then James the First, uh, when he would become James the First, because he, he united Britain, uh, England and Scotland, even though they remained separate like countries. And I but don't, I don't know how how agreeable the people in each country were to that. But no, 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 no. Like, yeah. I'm king now. Yes. Um, and he, and he, of course, he wrote Demonology. And yeah. the other book, um, the other great piece of uh, uh, book about it is the Manifest Maleficarum, uh, which is the Hammer of the Witches, um, which, it, like I said, fascinating period of time. Fascinating yeah. period of time. So how did you guys find out about, so obviously you covered it on the pod. How did you come to talk about sort of, you know, the, the, decide that this was going to be your project? Um, we're quite well. We're quite true crime obsessed. We're very unique as women, like that. Um, that we're, really, <laughs> uh, we're really into true crime. It's just us. Uh, so we found this out during the pandemic when everyone was um, not doing much else, um, and we only really spoke to Eve. I think. <laughs> so we just we were just talking about stuff, and we're like, oh, like. Did you hear about this one? Did you hear about that one? And then so we thought we had this idea for the podcast um, and we were like, well, we don't really want to do, you know, recent stuff where people are still alive. So we sort of said, yeah. you know, we'll go. We did Hinterkaifak. I don't know if you know that one, but it's yeah. very mysterious. Um, that goes back 100 and something years. Yeah. Um, and to be honest, the whole family was killed. <laughs> so Not really and it's all be around. Um, yes. But uh, but we thought, yeah, something something like that. You can sort of play around with it a little bit more. You can take the piss a little bit because yeah. it's so, so far in the past. Yeah. Um, and then um, who came up? Who found this one? Was it you? I'm it was me. I've, yeah. I've got my notes in my pink book of murder. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, Do you actually turn yeah. around to people and say, you're right, you're going in the book? And then there's the pink book. No, you don't tell them. Ah, yeah, that's, right. That's the thing. You smile and you go, oh, really? Oh, oh, I never noticed. Cool, yeah. <laughs> and then. <laughs> Thank you for telling me what I already knew. <laughs> um, yeah, so Eve, Eve came, up, came, up, came back with this one. We sort of tell each other a story each time. Yeah. Um, 
and she came back with this one. It was called the the four confessions, the four confessions of Isabel Gowdy. Isabel Gowdy, um, yeah. And she had, um, as we don't know a ton because it was a, quite a while ago, mm. but it doesn't appear like she was executed, and she confessed yeah. without much that doesn't appear to have been tortured just she just kind of said stuff and she implicated tons of other women who were yeah. executed 45 um, other women yeah awkward yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we don't know if she was paid mad um like coerced in some other way she was mm. tortured or um like it probably wasn't a cool time we don't i don't think we know how old she was either i no. think in my treatment for the for the short and the feature, she's she's young, and it's in the middle of the sort of roundheads being yeah. around and um, mm. and maybe mistreating young Scottish uh, women mm. a little bit. So so that was sort of where I've kind of um, pitched her. But she could have been she could have been any age for, as far as as far as we know. But it yeah. just, I mean, we, we know her. We know her mum was alive, so we know that yeah. there was at least a generation so she, above her. So she must have been really, really old, like thirty-five or whatever. Was really Ancient. old. Yeah. Yeah. That was then, though, wasn't it? Oh well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, lucky if you live till forty-one. Yeah, you know these ancient fourteen-year-olds who are sort of, know. you know, one, you know. It's lucky yeah, I mean, twenty-five, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it is um that like I said that, that 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 the whole witch trial period and like the whole Matthew Hopkins um the witch of course the witchfinder general um I love the balls on that guy though the fact that he just called himself the witchfinder general yeah. absolutely nothing official about it and would just swan into towns and go I'm the witchfinder general you're yeah. a witch no <laughs> I'm not yes you are okay. <laughs> You're a woman, and that's almost as bad. Yep. Um, did have you um have you read Good Omens? With uh, Neil Gaiman. And Terry Pratchett. Yeah, yes, like, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there's a witchfinder general in that who is a nutcase. He's like a guy on his own who's who's keeping it all going after because <laughs> it's sort of set in like the 90s, I guess. Yeah. Which is, yeah, it's sort of contemporary, but he's he's keeping it going. And he's, he's, I think he's like, he's Witchfinder General and he gets a Witchfinder Corporal that he advertises in the newspaper. Um, and he's just mad and he stumbles accidentally upon a witch. Um, like, because he doesn't, he doesn't have a clue what he's doing. And yeah. I, like, I, I definitely have him in mind when thinking of some of the characters for it. This kind of like, um, this yeah guy with delusions of grandeur who's on a one man crusade to um to do something completely nonsensical that uh yeah, yeah. what a guy yeah and i mean like you look <laughs> at some of like some of the tests for witchcraft yeah um you know we're going to bind you and uh, duck you in water yeah and if you float you're a witch if you drowned you weren't a witch <laughs> lucky you exonerated but- yeah, foolproof. <laughs> foolproof. Absolutely foolproof. It's great because I get it. I don't know. If, I don't think we did this one, but there was the man ones. Um, I don't. Do you remember Eve? There was the ones that were 
that were male witches and they they admitted it to the Spanish Inquisition um and they oh. were going about cavorting in in the night time they were what it sounded like was dream live action D&D <laughs> <laughs> oh my god um do you think it was a case of they didn't want to admit to actually play in D&D yeah so they just thought we'll confess the witch to, to being warlocks and yeah. then nobody will think we're nerds playing D&D in, the, in secret. If you tortured and die, then, yeah, admit to hanging around Games Workshop. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry so, my sister and all other D&D. <laughs> yeah. So in terms of um, this project, is this going to be like, is this going to be the starting, because you've, you've, you've got the podcast, You've got mm. this project. Is this going to be the sort of you know the jumping off point for more for more real horror projects or? Yeah, 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 absolutely. We've um, we've kind of sort of worked on this idea that I mean, anywhere you get a, a power imbalance in whatever industry you're in, there is abuses of power, and it's not a regular thing as such, but it happens. Of course, it does in any industry you're in. Um, myself other actresses I know have been on the receiving end of that and mm. so one thing that Anna and I are really really passionate about um is making sure that communication is really really strong with our actors with our crew um that whatever we're doing there's an open conversation at all times because other times you know I've been on set and that it's not always been that it's um malicious but there's been a lack of communication and I haven't felt comfortable enough to talk because of various reasons or whatever um, and we just wanted to make sure that we're creating a really really safe atmosphere um, and and focus on that no perks that's the uh that could be a tagline there's quite a lot of them around and we're just trying to keep them away from all from all the people we know and like i mean it is it, it is quite you know it's it's from a as a as a man it is it's it's sort of like you do think yourself we are now in 2023 and you would like to think we kind of how how figured out how to behave <laughs> do you know what i mean we would have kind of figured out if you say creepy shit to people they're not gonna it's not a very nice thing to do or if you behave in a really creepy, creepy way, it's not a nice thing to do. And realistically, people aren't going to put up with it. But yet people still persist. And I just mm. it, it, it is something that just amazes me. It and really, I think really sometimes does. people get a laugh and don't always realise it's kind of like a nervous laugh. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And as because well, like people are on the back foot and are, are kind of stressed and worried and. We just don't we just don't want any of that. And we've had a really lovely experience with our actresses. We made a short film at the end of last year that went into horoscopes, um, Libra, and it's shown at uh, Romford and Horror on Sea. And it's um and we had so much fun with our actresses and we had actually messages, both Anna and I, independently from um both the actresses saying how empowered they felt on set and um what a lovely atmosphere it was and how they wished you know, more places in the industry had that same atmosphere. And we both kind of said, right, this is what is making it worthwhile for us is empowering people, um, 
and creating a safe space and I'll kind of keep coming back to that word but that's really what we want to do you know make something incredible make something creepy but actually empower the people we're working with and push them on to do bigger and better yeah that, that, that sounds you know um if just a really really genuine worthwhile you know that, that, that sounds like you know you don't hear the word genuine people you throw the word genuine around but actually there's genuine intentions there um yeah. and that and that sort of that intentionality just sort of you know is is, is quite refreshing because yeah. i think sort of it it's, i think sometimes um the film industry i think acting i think in general the arts can get a little bit of the boys club mm. and um and it's not um exclusive to film industry and the arts no like no no it's everywhere, but but yeah if we can do something in our little horror, corner I horror i mean horror is is quite it's traditionally quite a boys arena mm. um which is partly and we all like we all like the i like the the horror tropes of um sort mm. of scream queens and like mm. sort of um hammer horror women and like i love i love all that but um it's like eve says the the it's the power imbalance on set where yeah. you've got actresses there who are on their own they've come to you so they've come they're, they're stepping into sort of an environment where they it's not known territory to them and mm. they are reliant on you for food and potentially shelter and potentially transport um and also they are working for you and they don't want to get a bad reputation for being hard work or whatever mm. when the director is going uh oh you know wouldn't it be funny if you just had to get your tits out in this scene and they go <laughs> am i gonna die um <laughs> like that's the sort of um like like you're right when you say people shouldn't put up with it but people don't feel safe to do anything about it um yeah. and it's the sort of the people on the and and i have a similar thing but with a different sort of because i don't um uh I, i'm not good at acting i don't know if you've ever seen it happen but i can't even play a dead body i breathe as i, I breathe more than i do normally i'm like i can't i can't stop <laughs> I, don't, I don't do i don't do that but much happier away from that um, but I get it with, you know, men in positions of power over me. So people who, um, distributors maybe, like uh, reviewers or mm. um, for the original Slasher House, this is like the first film I'd probably worked on. And I did the, I sold it. I got a guy saying that uh, if I sent him pictures, he'd give us a good review. And I was like, oh, I don't care that much. <laughs> but um <laughs> <laughs> like it's it happened you know it happens and people feel like you feel like oh well I don't want to make a fuss because then yeah reputation the and they might not work with Mike again who is definitely not like that and is very respectful of women um so much so that uh I think the actresses said that they enjoyed the all-female working environment oh and Mike sorry. oh and Mike because <laughs> they don't count as men I mean that is just hearing that is just sort of not so much obviously an all-female environment and mike but th that idea that somebody thinks that it would be okay to just yeah. sort of say 
oh well send me some pictures and we're gonna uh, and then yeah. we'll have a great review the, power, the non the non-existent power goes right to that <laughs> um, well, and yeah. also, i think with film maybe filmmakers and the, the, it, like you say the boys club thing happens and they all get together and they laugh at their own jokes and they don't mm. realize that no one else is laughing and yeah. all that um all that the, their pool of actresses is getting smaller because people mm. don't want to, they don't if you don't feel safe like really and in, when eve mentions a safe space we mean literally like a space space where people are, a place where people feel physically safe and they don't feel like they're going to be hurt or mm. killed or damaged in some way or they'll have to negotiate their way out of a situation yeah uh, and compromise themselves because that's because it can feel like that and i know eve's felt like that before um and you it, know, it has been really lovely just, since we sort of got our message out a little bit and shared like our ethos that we've been talking to you about mm. i've had messages online from um actors actresses um saying um particularly there was one guy that messaged me and said i love your message and i can't believe in 2023 we are where we are but and and what you're trying to create is so rare but it sounds amazing and i really want to be a part of it and that just made me so happy that it, it is recognized across the board that there is a horrible power imbalance in some places um and it it was just really really refreshing and it has been lovely to have some really nice messages of support um over the last few weeks since we've really kind of been pushing what we want to do and what we want to create with hopefully a growing pool of people yeah it's a it is, it is such a worthwhile message and people need to hear it and they need to keep hearing it and they need to realize that you know their bullshit isn't going to it isn't going to stand anymore yeah. you know i mean i die out i think yeah i mean i went to an old boys school i <gasps> mean who in their right i did yeah um and who in their right mind thought that it would be a really good idea to lock 1600 teenage boys in one building <laughs> the only thing that i can think of that's worse is doing the same but with girls they were just down the road from us oh no like Oh my I god. Know yeah. yeah. And they are wrong in the head. You know, and it needs to be a lovely mixture. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Speaking as a secondary teacher, no. <laughs> no. Speaking of as a former teenager, yes. They 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 don't they stop being human at the age of 13 and then they come back round round about 18 19. Boys usually in in their never but they, because <laughs> um, <laughs> they never, never, we never grow up ever, ever. Um, Teenage girls are definitely worse. Definitely. Oh my God, yes. They're terrible. Oh. Sneaky, sneaky uh, dangerous. And they can hold a grudge. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Oh, yeah. but the the general rule of thumb is boys will have an argument. There'll be yeah. a bit of pushing and shoving. Yeah. And they be, you know, somebody may, you know, there'll be a bit of maybe some kind of like fisty cuffs at, at a certain, you know, and that's it, and mm. it's done with. Whereas, just, yeah, there are grudge, and I'm, a, you know, I'm ahead of you. Um, oh. hence, hence why I look the way I do. Um, the um, these kids will hold grudges, 
from primary school all the way through secondary school and and it'll get to the point where everybody's forgotten what they originally fallen out about yeah yeah I mean, we're, we're true crime enthusiasts so we know we know what it means for women to hold grudges the, the, the <laughs> there's most, a few cases of it most of the murders and the crimes are committed by men but the ones that are committed by women are like <laughs> really yeah there's some the, <laughs> there's some really 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 well planned ones it always makes me think yeah. of the um the great probable doll um tales of the unexpected uh, where the woman yeah. kills her husband with a frozen turkey yeah and then um and then cooks it and serves it to the police to, to the police who are investigating yeah. uh just <laughs> just a brilliant 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 episode oh the woman we did we did a i think it was one of the lives we did about bell is it bell uh guinness yeah gunness who um oh blimey she, yeah she, kept, she started off doing insurance jobs burning down her houses and stuff yeah and then she was like i could do this but with men it was nuts <laughs> I, like, I don't know if i've got her notes because I, I could probably tell you how many women how many guys she ended up killing and just burying on her farm advertising for them um, <laughs> wow like rich, a, a lonely, lonely woman with big farm with lots of places to bury bodies. I mean, graze cattle, um, seeks very, very, very rich man with no relatives to come and hang out. Please bring all your world's possessions. Yeah, she was phenomenal. And the woman, there was a woman as well who, um, it's quite an infamous one, who was having an affair with a guy. Um, uh, but he was he was married and he refused to split with his wife. Um, and then I think he went off to war or he went away on business or something and she sent a box of chocolates to his wife um, that were just pure arsenic oh my god killed. but she tested she didn't want people to think it was definitely her so she just gave some out to kids beforehand oh god yes oh my god. and like testing them on kids to kind of make them more and more poorly yeah it was horrendous I mean, I suppose one of the most infamous cases is, is of course, Eileen Warnos. Yeah. Um, that is just, I mean, and again, in the film, Charlie Theron in Monster is just yeah. incredible. Like, again, I'd like, yeah, yeah, with that, I don't, I can't, you can't blame her. Like, she was <laughs> really badly assaulted. And oh, then, my God. Um, horrendous. Horrific. Horrific. Like, the details of what happened to her are way worse than the thing she did, I thought. I, I think some of them got off quite lightly. Yeah, agreed. Um, I'm, um, I mean, some of them haven't done anything other than pay for sex. Um, but by that point, she was pissed off with all of mankind. So fair. I think we'd had a lot to answer for at that point. <laughs> Yeah. Um, now, hell hath no fury, etc. Absolutely. So, in terms of your, you know, the, you, you, your current sort of camp, you said about sort of turning this into a feature. Um, so, so, do you think even if you, even at this moment in time, you will, um, if you can't get that, quite get, make it to the, the sort of feature stage, do you think it'll become a feature at a certain point? Or so I think what what um, what would be good is we definitely want to get to the goal of making the short obviously hmm. um which which is yes <laughs> um uh we could we 
we could then use as a proof of concept to get funding for the feature if if it has legs um but because of the type of because it's based in the 1600s you need very specific locations very specific um outfits and stuff and like mm. costume that's the word outfits outfits um <laughs> Uh, so it's 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 not something that can be done on an, on a on a micro budget or a micro budget as we call them around here because yeah. Um, uh, yeah there's just stuff the stuff we need and the location that I've got in mind is like a sort of you know a kind of model village from the 1700s that yes is like a, um it's got sort of it's an outdoor museum basically and they charge money um, and I don't really know how to get around that. <laughs> Because you can't just shoot it anywhere, um, and have the uh, and have the aesthetic right. But then, uh, uh, we well, we've got a couple of stretch goals. So we've got we've got the make the short film of um, Witch Trial. If we get to ten grand, we've got another short film idea, um, which is which is <laughs> we've got witches. Which is which? How many witches? <laughs> in, in my but it's called Pierced. Um, so it's the story of Alexander Pierce. Um, right. In Van Diemen's Land, the um, the old prison colony in um, the the very bottom of Australia. Yes. Tasmania, as it's now. The most uh, remote and impossible to get out of. Um, and he escaped and ate all his friends. Um, as you do, as you do. Like and then, snack. And then he went back. And then he escaped again. But this time he had food, but he still ate all his friends. <laughs> I bet the fat bloke in the, in the prison it. cell was sweating cobblers when he came back. <laughs> it, well, he turned up, I think, did he turn up to, to see a priest or something with, like, bits of his friends in his pockets? He was, was, like, like nibbling out like, He's like, I'll show you where I've dismembered them. <laughs> um, yeah, very odd. Um, so we've because the films are true crime based with a bit of a obviously a horror twist so we're, mm. we're mm. combining kind of supernatural or modern day horror with true crime yeah. so with witch trial we're gonna have a bit of actual witchy witchy stuff in there we want the witches Fabulous. to get their own back and with Fabulous. um with pierced there's gonna be a bit of a wolfy vibe cool nice a little uh, um werewolf in penal colony i, don't, I, don't, I, don't I mean like that, that, that sounds so it, it sounds like a, almost like the perfect exploitation doesn't it a werewolf in an australian yeah. penal colony. fantastic yeah. um, um and he went didn't he go for he he went ended up in australia at a penal colony because he stole some shoes i mean I, yeah, 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 yeah like, like six pair six wasn't it six pairs there was more than one pair of shoes and the the person, there was one of the other people that one of the people he ate had stolen his wife's coat, and that's why he was over there. Yeah, something like that. It was ridiculous. It's a bit, a bit, bit much. I'd say yeah, a bit much. So out out of the case, the cases that you covered, I'll come I'll come to each in turn in this one then. So Eve, what's some of your favourite cases that you've covered so far on the podcast? Oh my goodness. See, I immediately want to say Hinterkaifeck because. That was the case that um, when we were very, very first talking about horror, uh, sorry, a horror podcast, and 
kind of linking true crime into it. Anna was sort of saying, look, if you can make any true crime in all of history um, into a film, what would you do? And I just find that case so haunting. It's mm. just, and I was saying to her, it is just um, like your worst nightmare about everything because everybody in the family was killed. Nobody knows how the person got in. There's a lot of evidence to show that whoever it was that killed everyone um, was living in the house or kind of in the, the loft area, kind of secluded from the family. And it's just, it's so creepy. It's like your worst nightmare. It's a um, like a fogging case, isn't it? Yeah, just like on a whole new level. And such a good idea for it, though, as well, that I really want to make it. But um, this guy living in the attic and all sorts. Yeah, um, so I think it would have to still be that. So, Anna, yeah. what, is, what some of your favourite cases? Um, of That we did... That you've covered, yeah. That we did on the podcast. I, I like the Lowenstein guy. Oh, I knew you were going to say that one. I like that one. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. Uh, so this is a very rich guy um, who uh, had a private jet back in the days where a private jet was something made of wood. Um, but he, was, uh, he had all, um, what was he big in? Like stocks and shares and stuff. Just in Yeah, he was big, yeah, finance. Yeah, um, he was a big finance guy. Um, and he disappeared from his aircraft. They accidentally thought he was going to the toilet and walked out the plane or something, oh, supposedly. Yeah. Which, As you do. Which mm-hmm. isn't really possible. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I've sat on a plane when I've been the one next to the door. Yeah. And I, you know, there was a moment where you think, oh, 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 oh sorry, oh, guys. Oh, 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 yeah. wait. <laughs> I don't, like, I don't want to, you know, pass myself off as a plane expert, although I am. But I don't. <laughs> I don't want to do that, but I think the doors are a bit different. Like the the big steel thing that you have to open with a big what's it? Yes. Um, that's the technical term. Um, yes. I think that is harder to open midair than the little flimsy plastic door to the toilet. Although, and this was this was in the in the long ago times, so maybe there was more. Was, was it like one of the Wright brothers' planes? Yeah. They, they were, yeah. The wings were going up and down. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I can't remember. I'm, I'm really, you know, I've got two children that keep me awake. I can't remember all the facts, but they, he was found. I think he was identified by his Rolex, um, which is not foolproof. So there's a couple of different things that could happen. If he was murdered which is quite likely, um, mm. then all the people on the plane were in on, in on it. There was about six of them, um, like sort of his people who were close to him. Um, they said they didn't even hear it happen. Yeah. That, they, A uh, tiny private jet. We didn't even realise. Um, so it's a little bit, well, I like it because it's a little bit um, Poirot. Mm. Yeah. Like, it's, you can imagine... you know, there's a case of, oh my God, what's the name of the case? Because we're we're a bit of a Christie house, we're we are totally yeah. like yeah, we're, we're like Poirot and you know my wife has a complete collection of and she's read every Christie book. There is. She is like a walking encyclopedia. Um, oh, what is the name of the case? I actually watched it the other day with a guy with a blow with the blowgun. Yes, yeah, she's downstairs with a poodle. Hang on a second. Hang on. 
I will find out though. Hang on, hold this down. Hang on. Oh, okay. <laughs> we'll talk amongst ourselves. Talk amongst oh. yourselves. Hang on. Oh no. I don't know what age it was. No. Uh, do you know what? We used to watch um, an Agatha Christie on a Sunday night, like with family. It was great. Yeah, I do watch. I do watch them now. Um, do you? Yeah, I like them. Love it. Um, have you seen you, the TV show? Well, yes. I saw the first two seasons. I've heard it's a new season out now. Yeah. Yeah. See, I kind of went off it, so I'm kind of not meh. What about you? I want to give it a go. Oh, really? Basically, like an Agatha Christie story. Oh. It's, it's gone bonkers. It's really, it's really good, but it's like it's all set in London, and he's mm. like. Uh, he just finds himself slap bang in the middle of a murder mystery. It's crazy. Death in the Clouds. Oh, yes. Death, Death in the, in clouds. the Clouds. Yeah, that means. And a I'm death. not out of breath from running up and down the stairs at all. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to launch straight into your solo now. Yeah. <laughs> I believe you were going to sing. I want it that way. No. <laughs> no. And we're back, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> You've just missed um, the greatest yeah, rendition so of that one. I think I think the way I pitched it as a film was that it would be a sort of, I guess, an almost Tarantino see it from each person's perspective, and yes. then eventually you'd see it from Lowenstein's perspective. Because um, I mean, one of the he could have faked his own death. Things were on the downturn. He was very very rich, but things, you know, he may have been fiddling the books a little bit, or like. And his mourning wife didn't even come to his funeral. And he has oh, an unmarked grave. Yeah. Ooh. He's, yeah. Yeah. He's the, either doesn't, a very smash. disliked person or, you know, some kind of shenanigans going on there. Mm. <laughs> shenanigans. It's a great I word. I would call it. It is, yeah. We used to call shenanigans often when I was younger. <laughs> <laughs> so, Shout it in terms of... um. Where 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 the project's at? So is the script is everything written? Um, is everything pretty much good to go? It's just a case now putting funding in place. Where where are yeah. you in terms of sort of production wise? So, um, there's a short film script written. There's a feature film treatment written, um, but not a script yet because I want to know that there's going to be money before I mm. write seventy pages worth or whatever. Um, we've got a, an historical advisor. Mm. Not an hysterical advisor, although I noticed I made that joke on Real Horror when I shared the... Uh, <laughs> Did you say that? Yeah, because you were like, produce historical true crime, and I was like, oh, historical true crime. Anyway. Um, <laughs> yeah. That went straight that's, over, clearly. That's that one joke. <laughs> um, yeah, so my, um, my brother-in-law does uh, really accurate reenactments of uh, military uniforms from... Mm. Oh, wow. Um, and he's on he's on YouTube. He's quite he's got quite a big profile, and he goes around to museums advising them on on stuff. So he knows his his shiz. So um, he's going to help us with the costuming and stuff, particularly for military personnel. We've got a little uh, sort of collection of military people who are going to be doing something pretty horrible, um, and comeuppances will be had. Um, so yeah, like I said, like I mentioned, I've, I've, we've got the location in mind. We haven't cast it yet, um, but 
I think we're gonna we're gonna be doing that over the next couple of weeks during the campaign, um, just to get a bit more. Uh, you know, it's good to have people Momentum. involved. And, absolutely, and, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's pretty much it's pretty much ready to do, to go. We could shoot it like next month if um, if we had the money and everyone was free. So it, it would be nice. It would be it would be a lovely little thing to get done. Um, I think it's an interesting story. We've got some really cool makeup and effects ideas. We've got an amazing cinematographer. I don't know if you've heard of him. Award-winning, uh, I hear Emily Dixon, um, and he's he's quite dishy as well. So don't. <laughs> we'll um, keep that between us. Yeah. Uh, so, like, yeah, we're we're full-on excited about it. It's got. It's gonna be there's gonna be some horrible kills in it that will make you wince. Nice. Um, it's definitely not gonna be blood free. We're gonna we're, what we want is a lovely, delightful, calm, safe environment on set, and then horrendous things happen on the screen. That's the. It's just like just, just it sounds like the perfect storm, really, doesn't it? You yeah, just, you, that's just, the oh, plan. Yeah. A wonderful, all wonderful. Be, all the horror should be in front of the camera. Absolutely. Absolutely. There should be like pizza and bagels and hugs. <laughs> consensual, consensual hugs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, if how so do you see yourself in this project sort of having you know being more hands you know behind the camera or? Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, I really enjoyed. Like I say, we made our first um sort of zero budget um short film at the end of last year, and that was my first real kind of experience behind the camera um and supporting that side of it and i mean we were only i think it was, it was literally a one-day shoot wasn't it or was it two i can't remember it was a day and a pickle day. right okay cool um and just even in that short amount of time i learned so much and i'm aware that i know so little even though i kind of picked up as much as i could and yeah i'm really i'm anyone that knows me knows i love learning i'm a bit of a geek i just anything new I can learn I will pick it up and do it and I love it um so yeah I'm really really excited to kind of get my teeth into it and sort of see it all from the other side yeah it's it, it, like I said it sounds like it's, it's such a great great project and you know it, it, it's the second I saw witch I was like oh interesting I'm mm -hmm. coming from a, a witchy house you know we are my my, my wife is a practicing witch and uh, we got married in the Goddess Temple in Glastonbury, and you know we, you know we, we, we make sure that we follow the Sabbaths, and we, we, you know, make sure that we're we're at the solstice and all those kind of things. So, so anything up this, it's 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 right. I'm a huge folk horror fan as well, and the yeah. second that I saw this, it was just like, people need to know this, and we need to, it, it definitely needs to be supported, and the messages that you guys are sending, it's it's just so fantastic to hear. It's really really is exciting stuff. I think I think what the the general message of the film is um, they throw these words at her and all they do in the end is give her power. Mm. That's that's all that happens is that they they treat her badly. They throw the words at her and they're solid. Yeah. And that's um, I think that is probably the ethos of the whole thing. <laughs> In front of and behind the camera. 
that's brilliant. So in terms of historical research, what have you guys been doing uh, you know, about this? I know that you said that you've got a historical advisor on sort of, and, and yeah, I mean, you've obviously got some great, some great already knowledge. Have you like dived deep? Have you sort of, have you picked up any particular books or what, what's been your process on this one? Entirely. I, you carry on, Anna, because I need to start this up because I can't actually remember the name of the book I'm reading currently. And it was it is totally coincidental. Um, but I just started to read um, a book and it is on my Kindle, so I can't even see the front page right now. There it is. Yeah, it was it was really, really cool because um, ah, back to my library. There we go. Oh, The Ashes of London um, by Andrew Taylor. Mm. And it is obviously all about the Great Fire of London and events around it. And it's it's a fictional book, um, but it um, it follows different characters in different parts of the country. And obviously, Isabel Gowdy's case is about four years prior to that. So the context um, of the time period, I'm finding it really, really interesting. And yeah, like Anna said, I, I messaged and I was like, I've just realised I'm literally reading about Isabel Gowdy's period of history. Um, and because yeah. there was and, and, and like the terminology that they use, I've been sitting there highlighting words that I'm like, oh my god, I didn't even think about this. And and yeah, hopefully it will just enrich our script and the context behind it as well. And yeah, what I hope to do once I finished um, Ashes of Ashes of London, I want to go on and carry on reading um, more. Whether it's fictional, whether it's factual, doesn't matter to me. I just want to get more context for that time period. Um, as much as possible, terminology, everything. Yeah, that there's a point on a, um, uh, an exhibition in a, uh, the, a London museum that's all mm. about sort of exegesing from the past and stuff. But it's, it's got a whole linguistics bit to it. Um, oh, wow. Which is, which is definitely something I don't, I don't want to sort of uh, you know, to be like, read thou. Yeah. Um, I want it to be a little bit more, to be as accurate as it can be. And also, it's taking place in Scotland now. I'm not Scottish. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. So just that, that sort of, the linguistical period is what I've been looking into. Um, and obviously the, the costumes and stuff, which I think we started doing middle of last year. It was going to be interesting, mm. weren't we, of like... Yeah. Um sort of historical uh, costumes and yeah. the various characters. So it's just that that's just more the kind of research um, we've been doing and also just as much as we can absorb from the witch trials yeah. Um, yeah. of that era in that area. Well yeah. I, yeah, I always I, one of my favourite sort of um, historians in this piece is Ronald Hutton. You come across Ronald Hutton? Um Professor, he's a professor at uh, Bristol University. We're, we're going to go see him. In fact, we're going to see him um, on the 15th of March. He's delivering a, a lecture um, in Chepstow. Um, and he's talking about uh, village witchcraft and those kind of things. But he's got a brilliant book um, about the history of witchcraft. And he has done some fantastic work on it. Um, you you can't miss Ronald Hutton. He dresses um, rather eccentric chap. <laughs> um, he's got some, some a lot of some of his some of his documentaries on YouTube and even on the BBC and those kind of things. Um, he did a brilliant one that followed that that sort of looked 
about um, the origins of Wicca. Because um, uh, obviously people still hear Wicca and they think that it's quite, it's an ancient religion and things. Well, it's, but it's not. It's, it's obviously, um, you've got Alexand you know, you've you got Gardinian witchcraft and sort of Alexandrian witch witchcraft. And, but they all came around just after the Second World War. Um, and it's, um, he's, a, he's absolutely brilliant. Um, so he's well worth checking out. Well worth Ron Hutton. And it's such Ronald Hutton. Okay. He's such he's and he's so interesting and he's he's a really, really sort of eccentric sort of you know, he, he sort of wears a lot of tweed and cravats and sort of he looks he looks like he's just walked out, out of the pages of an MR James novel. <laughs> oh amazing. Um so yeah, you know, he's well worth he's well worth looking into. Oh, he's got fabulous Yes, yes. I, I'd like to be able to pull up a cravat or a flowery coat, like a, you know, with a nice, nice ruff. Yeah. I think I could. I think I'd, 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 I'd like to be able to pull that off. Yeah, the kids think I'm odd enough as it is, and I walk <laughs> into school. It's, 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 it's not a good look. <laughs> true. It is true. And my wife would also probably look at me as if to say, "Hmm, hmm, is that powdered wig James?" That one? Come on now. It's nice because you still have a little something to hug. You still have a little something underneath. Yeah. Wearing your big Aww. <laughs> you just get a piece that just settles under the powdered wig bit. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Am I no. selling it? Well, selling something. <laughs> uh, <laughs> nightmares. Rosalie's nightmares. <laughs> nightmares. So, um, is this while we're wrapping it, this this up? <laughs> Sorry, I'm just sort of I'm blushing, I'm blushing, darling, <laughs> I'm blushing. Um, now, obviously, we are. You are how many weeks away? Now, how many weeks in are you into the into the into the campaign? One week. So, yeah, one week. One well, one week in. Uh, we've got three weeks to go. Yeah, I think the 22nd of March, something like that. Yeah, okay. something like that. Um, where can the good people find your campaign? So if you go to, do you know what? I don't know why I started with this. <laughs> Are you going to do it with me this time? No worries. So we're, we're all over the place. Um, so if you follow us on Facebook, we're Real Horror Films. Um, if you want to find us on Instagram, we're real underscore horror. If you want to follow us on Twitter, we're real underscore horror. Um, and then just to mix it up and go crazy, on TikTok, we're real dot crazy. Oh, my gosh. Okay, stop. I had to... I've had to download the app before, Holly. I think you will like it. <laughs> <laughs> so... Welcome on anytime, anytime you want. I'll, so I'll pin a date on your Instagram. Absolutely, I'll, absolutely. I'll just pin it down. Are you talking about now or later? <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> it's bound to come up at some point. Is it now? Oh, yeah, yeah. Now I'm seeing it. I, I, I think TikTok's really nice because every time I'm on TikTok, I'm like, oh, I'm going to do this. 
As always, I would like to say a huge thank you to our guests for being on. Anna and Eve, thank you so much. Uh, really, really great chatting with you. What an interesting um, project and the ethos and the ideas behind uh, Real Horror. It's, they just It just sounds fantastic. So, guys, remember you can go on over to Indiegogo. There will be more details uh, in the show notes. So, please get behind this project. It is so exciting. Now, on this bonus episode, I would like to take this opportunity to say thank you so much. Don't forget to pop on over to our Facebook page. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at The Undead Wookiee. And it's all that is left for me to say in the immortal words of Count Duckula. Good night out there, whatever you are.